welcome to the Spiritual Intelligence Podcast, Awakening Your Inner Power with Daniel Martinez-Stahl, where we will explore, discover, and integrate different aspects of our spiritual and human nature so that we can all thrive and live life with more grace and ease instead of struggle. So welcome to the Spiritual Intelligence Podcast once again. My name is Daniel Martinez, and with me today is Shannon Johnson. Shannon Johnson is a friend of mine that I don't even know how to begin uh, to describe the admiration and the appreciation that I feel for my friendship with her. Um, and she and I did a interview or a conversation for my membership group uh, about a month ago. And the conversation was so powerful that I decided to open that up or parts of it, open parts of that up to the community at large. So as part of this podcast, in the description of this episode, you will find uh, the recording of uh, that conversation where Shannon and I speak about our spirit guides, our spirit council, what they are. And then we go into a, a conversation where we connect with spirit. And I ask various questions about what I would consider kind of the basic questions about why are we here? What is the relationship between our body and our soul? What is, what is, what is? So it's a beautiful, uh, very powerful, at least for me, it was very powerful uh, conversation, which I would invite you to, to listen to. So having said that, Shannon Johnson, welcome. I would love for you to just give us a small little introduction as to who you are and what you do, and then we can kind of go from there. Thanks for having me today, Daniel. I appreciate it. I am a metaphysical facilitator. And what that means is that I use many different tools to help you connect to spirit and help you understand and assist your life journey to have more joy and navigate it a little bit better. So I am a medium. I am a Reiki master, pranic healer, past life regressionist, um, as well as probably a few other things that I haven't even thought of yet. <laughs> I'm also an author. And, you know, all of these parts assist me in helping people be able to be a little more joyful in their life. So um, it's been a, quite a journey in my life to get to this point. This was not the career I moved into. It was the one that spirit brought me to. So I come from a very high business background of accounting and office management in the hospitality industry. And then spirit came in the door one day and said, hey, <laughs> we're moving you in a different direction. You need to pay attention to your health. You need to um, change your life and put yourself in the driver's seat start taking care of yourself and we're going to begin this work with you so it uh, once they walked in the door how can you say no and it's been a, a an adventure ever since i can relate as i am beginning my adventure i feel i am uh Though I've always been very spiritually focused and I've always been interested in a lot of aspects of what I consider spirituality. It's only been recently that I've been what I would refer to as connecting directly with spirit, though my direct connections are not as direct as they are with you, at least not yet. And we'll see where that, where and when that happens. But, um, so thank you. I am uh, honored to have you here. And I'd like to start by asking you a question that I use as an opener to, to my show. Mm -hmm. And that is, what would it mean to you to say that we have inner power? 
What does it mean to me? Um, it means we have choice in everything, how we interact, how we respond, how we look at the world, how the world affects us. It all comes down to the choices that we have. And that to me is a very powerful position to be in. When we realize that life isn't happening to us, that we are the participant and co-creator in it, to me, that ends up bringing a power back inside that we learn as we grow up, we lose that, that portion of our identity. And when we can rediscover that part, we become very powerful in who we are because then we're not letting life happen. We're actually participating in it and making choices in how we create in it as well. So I like that. That ends up being a very powerful place to be in and really brings that inner power that I'm not just existing in the world. I'm actually, I have a, a part in the script that's important you know? Yeah, that's, that's lovely. I love that. And I would love to get you to speak a little bit more about what you mean by we're the co-creators. And this is important for me because as you know, and as the listeners know, a big part of my influence in my spiritual understanding comes from a three principles description of life mm -hmm. and within that description a big part of what we talk about is that our experience is created from the inside out it is created through us by the spiritual energy of life it is a transient experience and it is because of our thought and thought at a higher level thought, mm -hmm. not just the thinking that we have in our personal mind, but the power and energy of thought that makes it possible for us to interact and to interpret and to experience that we cannot experience without it. And what it ends up turning into is an understanding around the fact that we are creating our experience and our experience is being created through us, not at us. So I would love for you to speak more about that from your experience in your language. Yeah, I say co-creator because I'm one of many on the planet. So everybody is a creator. So we are all co-hosts. We're all co-creators together. My choices also impact everyone that I'm connected to and the chain continues out in the waters, right? It's the pebble in the pond that creates the ripple out. So my choices and my creation that I'm doing also impacts everybody else around me, including the energy of creation. So if we look at the universal life force as a co-creator in the process as well, so we we made some life plans. We looked at some soul contracts when before we came in our little meat suit and said, hey, you know, I want to experience some of these things and I want to meet up with some of you guys. But once you're in the human experience, we have our amnesia sets in around the age six, seven years old and we forget what the plan is. But it's still in the ethers. It's still within the energy. But it's also we have free will of choice in how we navigate the course once we're here. So the choices in my creation of my life, they are the creator. They are my co-creations to connect with other people. And I may decide to make a left-hand turn instead of that right-hand turn that's going to introduce me to someone that I set up prior to coming here. But that doesn't mean just because I took the left and now I'm not going to line up with that intersection for that person because I'm co-creating. 
it just means that intersection is going to have to move in a different way because my co-creator is also making choices. They're also co-creating. And so eventually those intersections are going to find their ways. They just may come in a different way in a different time than what we originally thought could happen, right? Because what we put out is what is going to end up being the form, the, the creative form. Does that make sense? How I yeah, that? it does. It does. <laughs> I love the idea. Yeah. So of... it doesn't mean that the things you want to be in, that meaty stuff, doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. It's just that we're making choices that are going to influence our creation. So every choice influences the directions and the pathways of how we get to there. Mm. But the end result, no matter what direction you take, is always going to be perfect in what it is. So there's a couple things that I want to touch on that. First of all, I love the idea of our destiny being or fate being a more probable path as opposed to being something that's fixed in stone. That's my personal belief is that there is a fate involved and there is a destiny involved, but that it isn't as fixed as I once thought, or as I think society thinks of fate and destiny as being one exact thing. I think that there, I love the idea of it being a more probable future, the most possible direction that is likely to happen. But then because of our choices that we make and because of fluctuations of other elements involved, other variables, that aspect of our experience shifts and like you say, it'll shift in a way that's appropriate for what has happened. And if something is fated to happen, it will find a way of making it back into our lives and into our path and into our journey. It'll just come in, like you say, in a different way than was than what was originally planned. And I love that that flexibility of perceiving fate and destiny and purpose and direction. So I love that. But what I would love for you to speak a little bit more about is your last comment about and I just lost it. <laughs> so we're not going to go in that direction, apparently. <laughs> that just got taken out of my mind. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you about your journey a little bit more. Mm -hmm. For people that are either starting out on a spiritual path or they've always been interested in spirituality but find themselves getting exposed to things that they never thought was possible the idea of spirit guides and councils and advisors and i mean we all know and we've all spoken about the idea of soulmates and mm -hmm. so there's that kind of common term that's understood but very few people are aware of the relationship that we have with other spiritual advisors that are helping us and guiding us. We talk about angels, but the relationship that I am learning about is a much more intimate, much more personal, much more specific relationship where there are spiritual advisors that are not only invested in my personal development, are guiding me and supporting me throughout that process, but are also kind of like my best friends and my mates, my partners in this journey. Um, and the whole complexity, I was 
just talking with someone about the complexity of how we are the spark of our higher self and our higher self is a spark of source. Mm -hmm. There's multiple sources that are available or that exist, which seems to me to indicate that they're the spark of something higher than them using a hierarchy structure. So there's this whole complexity into the spirit world, which is fascinating, but also can be a bit daunting and a bit <laughs> kind of, oh my God, I can't believe this is real. <laughs> so I would love for you to speak a little bit about how, how does one start getting to grips with this? And maybe the best question to ask is, what's the best way for people to i don't want to say believe it because i'm not trying and i don't think you are either we're not trying to tell anybody how life is or how things are as a believe what i say this is a process of finding your own truth yes um but there is that element where a friend of mine will say, how do you know that, for example, you speak with spirit directly and how can I trust that that's genuine? How can I trust that my spirit guides are real? So I would love for you to speak to that if you could. Sure. So to me, the spiritual journey is personal. Okay, when, uh, when we look at religions, right, um, you usually have someone who is taking information that has been documented or written by other people, their observations, their interpretations, and then you're, you're sitting and you're, you're reading it, you're interpreting it for yourself. You may be in church and your pastor is interpreting the messages for you and and he's giving his speech of how he feels it reflects to you. For me with spirituality, there is no one else out there that is really going to be telling you who it, how to interpret it, how to understand it, what it means to you, what it brings to you. It's a self-discovery, it's an inner journey. Um, and yes, there's a lot of fabulous material out there by different authors um, and different guru teachers and things like that. And for me, it was really having to use discernment and really paying attention to what I was reading and what I was listening to. So when it resonates, when you get that feeling in your body, in your a natural reaction to it, um, like goosebumps, you know, like suddenly the hair is standing up on your arms when you're reading this material and you're going, and you're questioning at the same time, because of course the logical human brain wants to categorize and it needs to make things in sense. And yet the right side of the brain, the creative side is going, yes, yes, oh my God, yes. You know, and you're like, uh, you're in the middle. That's when you know. That's when it feels like, hey, you know what? This is saying something to me that feels right. I don't need to know that it's exactly right. But when it feels like this is talking to a part of me I've never noticed before, something sitting up and saying, wow, listen. This feels good. This feels right. That is when you know, keep going with it. I, I was not raised in any kind of formal religions. Um, my parents were Catholic and they left the Catholic church before I was born. Um, and my mother was very much a seeker. But she loved to read, so she would have a lot of different books. And I would ask questions. I was, you know, as a child, I was very curious about things. And for me, when it didn't make sense in the way it was being explained to me, I would have to just 
leave it alone. I would have a lot of premonitions as well back then. So when I started looking for material, seeking that little bit after I became a mom in my 20s, um, I had no clue yet about really how the whole thing worked, right? But I went to a meditation class with my mom. And we were at, it was held at a bookstore. And they were like, you know, all the books are on sale. I love to read. I went to the shelves and there was this one book. I didn't even read the back cover. It was, it just stood out to me. Like, hey, you should buy me. (laughs) This was like back in 98, you know, spirituality was not in the topics of the world yet. And this book stood out and said, hey, buy me. I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy this book. I showed it to my mom. I'm like, look, this looks kind of cool. It was called Journey of Souls by Michael Newton. I read that book and I was doing the happy dance. Because for once I was reading material that was resonating and going, yes, oh my gosh. This makes so much sense to me. Why couldn't we have this before? And that's when you know, when you read material or you hear material and it's like your insides are just going, yeah. Oh my God, here it is. This makes so much sense here. How can can you deny it? And everything in you is just like elated with it. You know, follow it. Go with it. I was so excited with that book back in 98. I was like, Mom, check this out. This makes sense. And she read it. She came back. She was like, yes, let's sit down and talk. You know, and for me, that's when you know, when you're hearing a guru talk, when you pick up that book where it's kind of like put in front of you and says, hey, buy me. You may not really know what I got a clue about, but something inside of you is going, grab it now. Now's your time. That's your spirit team. They're going, baby, you're ready for it. Bring it. We're putting it out here for you. Are you going to pick it up? You've been asking these questions. We hear them. You may be in church going, hmm. My pastor today is off on a tangent that I just can't relate to. And then you go home and there's a video that keeps showing up and it keeps showing up and you're like, get off my screen. That's your spirit team going, hey, pay attention. You might want to look at this. You've been, you were just sitting there going, this does not talk to me. Here is something that'll talk to you. Those questions you were asking. Here's something that's going to spark that inquisition. So when we start asking the questions is when they start going, here's the answers that you're asking me about. Are you going to pay attention and open it? Are you going to look at it? If you're not ready, it's okay. But we're still going to leave it on the table for you. And you may have to go off in a little tangent for a little bit on something else. And then it's going to come right back and they're going to bring it back and they're going to put it back down in front of you again. Say, are you ready to look? Because you've been asking these questions in your mind. We hear it in your heart all the time. Now, are you ready to discover it? And that's when you know, because when you open it up and you start reading it or you start listening to it, And your heart starts talking to your mind and going, yeah, see how this feels? That's your clue. Keep going. Something that I would love for you to speak a little bit more about is the idea of our discernment. And the reason that I bring this up is because I know that there are people out there that are following a spiritual teacher 
that may be expanding their horizons and opening up all kinds of new experiences, releasing hurts and pains from the past. But there's still some element of distortion in the message that the teacher is teaching because of their own because of where they are and what they haven't yet seen. Um, and I'm trying to be very tactful here because I'm trying to, I, I want to respect everybody's journey. And we are all on our path and we are all on, like you say, wherever we are is perfect. Whatever we're doing is perfect for that moment, for that experience. And our particular journey might take us into the path of a spiritual teacher that is great in many ways, but then has these issues that just aren't quite aligned with truth. Well, but see, the word truth right there is a little part of the, the equation because everyone has their own perception of truth based on the kaleidoscope of their experiences. So there's truth that has its own frequency and resonance. And then there's every other person's version of truth because their truth is true to them based on their experiences and the kaleidoscope that they're using to view from. So to me, discernment is one of the most fabulous tools that we as a human have available to us. And really it's that um, what for you in the moment if it's kind of having that off sound, that off feeling of like, well, you know, I hear what you're saying, but, you know, and you're like, oh, not sure. That's your discernment being used. That's discernment saying, hey, maybe that's not for you right now. Doesn't mean it's wrong. Doesn't mean that it doesn't have value means it's not for you right now it may be for another time it may not be for you at all but that doesn't mean that the tool or the teaching or whatever that is does not have truth and value to it just means it does not resonate for that individual it's spirits like yeah that one that tool is not quite for you it may come into play later. It may not. It may be just so that you have an awareness of it. That's why you needed to be exposed to it. To understand that there are these other tools out there that perhaps are not for you, but they may come in play for somebody else that you know, or perhaps don't know. And you're like talking and going, well, you know, I know there's these other things out there. So to me, everything has a value. It may not be for me personally, but I like to explore. I'm a person who loves to gather knowledge. Um, I've often been told that I'm called a, a bringer of knowledge because I explore a lot of many things, whether they're for me or not. And then I end up people finding me and being like, well, I really, and I started, listening where I have spirit come in and they're like, hey, you know, you were looking at this, but you might want to look at that because this might be more for you right now. And then you can move to that. Right. So there's always going to be a range in need and tools that will resonate for the different needs of the time and the different people. So um, 
I like to look for those things because what may work for me may not work for five other people I know. They all may need five different other types of tools than what worked for me. You see? So that's why I see a lot of different spiritual teachers out there that are also different. They all bring something different to the table. And whether it's um, an ancient technique or something brand new that's created, they all have value because what works for me, I may need the combination of a little bit of that one and a little bit of this one and a little bit over here, but not that full structure of one teaching. Because for me, I find the structure of one teaching does not work. For me personally, I need a lot of different methods. And in current times, the way our um, humanity is moving and what has come into play, there are more and more of us that are needing a very unique, eclectic way of discovering ourselves, of healing of um, exploring our, our spiritual journeys. So um, the variety I think is a good thing because it allows everybody to find the pieces from different teachings that work for them in the now. And then they can continue to build on that in different ways. That kind of makes sense on how that. Yeah, it, it makes yeah. perfect sense. Um, one of the things of discernment that I, I guess I want to emphasize is if you're working with a spiritual teacher or you're on a particular journey or path that has enlightened aspects of your experience has awoken aspects of your experience. But if there's a subset of that teaching that doesn't feel right, pay attention to that part too. Mm -hmm. Don't pay attention just to the things that make you feel good about what is being presented to you. Also pay attention to your own wisdom that's trying to tell you this doesn't feel quite right. Yeah. This doesn't feel like it's going in the right direction. And the way that we know that is through our feeling. We will have a felt sense of what feels right to us and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. And if yes. something feels 95% right and 5% doesn't, I'm learning to pay more. I'm learning to pay as much attention to that 5% that doesn't so that I don't take that 5% with the 95 as being the message. I recognize that there might be part of the message that doesn't resonate with me that I don't agree with that I don't have to take on for myself. Exactly. You don't have to take that on. Um, I tell clients a lot of times, if you're listening to, if you have a teacher or a guru that you really like, but they're telling you, this is the absolutes. You have to do this. It has to be this way. You must follow this. Um, that's when you need to pause. Hit the pause button and go, hmm. And start asking yourself some questions. Yeah, a lot of us have a mix. And... I find that the mix is really valuable right now because we have a very large mix of um, souls on the planet. We have a lot of them that don't usually come to earth right now. So the variety really helps navigate a little bit better. 
But at the same time, yes, you have to pay attention to that other percentage that they're presenting that is not quite resonating. And like I said, it may be something that in the now is just like, mm, yeah, no, no, this doesn't work for me. And that's fine. You know, you don't forget it. You just go, okay, so this part right now is not for me. And I'm going to set it down to the side. I'm not forgetting about it. I'm not ignoring it. But I am going to set it to the side. It may come back and play later. It may not. It may be something that you needed to have an awareness of. Because there might be somebody else that shows up in the path that then you're like, oh, you know, you, I'm really feeling like you might want to go listen to this teacher because that stuff that I sat down that wasn't for me, I feel like it might be for you. I've had that happen many, many times. I love to network with other teachers, other gurus, other spiritual adventurers, from the beginner to the well-advanced. Um, because what one brings to the table may not be for me in the now, but it might be for somebody else that I end up connecting with. And I've had it happen many times in reading sessions or um, other conversations that all of a sudden spirits like throwing somebody's name in front of my face or their image and keeps going, hello, this person, remember this person, the person you're talking to, share that, get it out of your mouth, tell them about them. We want them to move towards this help. <laughs> you're the person that can connect it. They may not have discovered that teacher or that book or that video or or podcast or whatever if you don't voice it you're getting moved to talk about it on, for a reason so here again spirit loves to help us help others as well so it may be brought to your table and you're kind of like hmm i don't know what to do with this or okay a good part of this i like it works for me and part of this doesn't so I'm going to set it aside. But eventually, there's usually going to be someone that's showing up in your life that spirit's going to be like, hey, remember that? You needed to learn about that so that you can tell this person. That's why you needed to know about it. So it was never really yours. It was you were the carrier to bring it forward for somebody else and hand it off. Because that's what they're going to need and they're not going to be able to find it on their own. So Spirit's going to use you as the connector to that other one. And I've had it happen for years. <laughs> not just in spiritual teachings. I've had it happen with people. Just people. Like I, I meet people all the time and it's like, oh, you're so nice. Nice to meet you. We have nothing in common. We may only barely know each other. And then here, two, three years later, I meet somebody else and they're like, all of a sudden I'm getting tapped on the shoulder from spirit going, hey, hey, remember so-and-so? These two people need to meet. Help them meet. You're the connecting dot to help that intersection come together. This is another area that spirit will go, hey, hey, you, pay attention. See that feeling you're getting up your back? This is why. And you're hearing, you're suddenly hearing your old friend's name and you're like, what the hell has that person got to do with this person? And don't question it. Be like, hey, you know, I got this friend. <laughs> you might want to be my friend. Not setting you up. But for some reason, I feel like you guys might be able to connect. There's something there that might be able to help you. And you... You make the introduction and then you step back and let spirit do its thing. It's incredible to watch and end up realizing that, oh, that was why I had to go and attend that class. 
because I needed to meet these people. I had no idea. I mean, it's not like we were besties. But here I am sitting five years later. <laughs> and spirits going, yeah, remember those people? Those people we just talked to about five years ago? Here's your reason why. Here's why you needed that information. Because now you're in the situation that that's being brought back up again. Or those people are being brought back up again. And now the connections can get put into play. There's a side shoot of that that I would like to go into a little bit. Mm -hmm. And you talked about learning something or being exposed to something because it's something that we need to learn about that we will then utilize in the future. Mm -hmm. And I'll be very specific here about what I have in mind. I have a friend of mine who is on a spiritual journey that has transformed their life. But the teacher is also embedding ideas of anger and frustration and destruction towards societies and communities and companies, corporations. So there's a, a distortion of the higher message and what's really been interesting for me lately and this is the reason i want to bring it up is as i am learning more about how we go on our individual paths and journeys it is very easy for me to say you're on the wrong path get off that path that person is destructive that person is toxic for you though they may be feeding you all kinds of beautiful things about your higher self and your spirituality, it's toxic because it comes with a conditional assignment of being angry towards culture, being angry towards our society, being angry towards et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then I am learning more and more that we are put on these paths because we need to experience that for some reason or another. And it is not my place to say it's toxic, get out. It is my place as a friend or as a brother or as an acquaintance to say, hey, this is a flag that pops up in my mind. Just keep that, you know, hey, this is something that I'm responding to a little bit myself just as a information for you to then take that on board and to question it yourself but it's not my place to say you're in the wrong place right and that's something that is really hard for me <laughs> <laughs> i'm learning i'm getting better at that but that's it's really important because I think that it's really valuable to recognize that even if we go on these toxic paths, there's a reason behind it. There's a need, there's a reason why I needed to go on that toxic path so that I could learn what's available, what it's about, that it even exists. Because five years later, I'm going to be in a situation where that knowledge and that experience is going to be useful and or because I needed to learn how to get out of it myself. Yes. And, and take that ownership because later on that's going to be useful 
for whatever it is that I need to do or for how I'm going to be helping other people is in because I had that experience of being in a toxic environment and this is how I got out, I can then help others find their own way out. So there all there's all these questions and variables that are happening behind the scenes of life that makes it impossible for us to judge right or wrong. It's impossible for us to judge whether or not any one of us is on the right path, the right journey. And it's just incredibly freeing to recognize that. Yeah. Not only for ourselves, that we don't have to judge where we are. We don't have to judge and criticize and kick ourselves for making wrong choices and for making wrong decisions. It's about a learning process. It's about a learning journey. It's about the experience of that. And that there's some value that is completely beyond our awareness. There's some value of that that's going to come into play or that has already come into play that we're not recognizing. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to kind of yeah. bring that up and spirit you know they're always like there is no wrong path there is no wrong direction there is no wrong way to do it it's all in the adventure it's all in the experiences it's all in the perception of how you're seeing it because for them it's about the experience it's about the emotional journey it's about the exploration about what it brought to the table that we wouldn't have found before we as humans we judge it we look at it as good bad evil perfect we're always seeking a perfection rather than accepting that we are perfect in our imperfectness you know when you can really look at the life journey and go damn, that was a hell of a ride. Look at all of the twists and turns that were presented in my life. And I navigated them and I made it through. And yeah, I made some choices that were kind of like, mm, yeah, if I had to look at it again, I may not have gone that way. But you went that way on purpose. You made that choice. Every choice, every adventure, every trauma, brought you to who you are in the now and the biggest thing i can say is if the spiritual journey brings you to that point of looking at yourself in the mirror and saying you know what i'm pretty awesome i navigated all this harshness all this suffering and i can look in the mirror and say you know what we're still standing i can still laugh every day i can love every day I'm still here and I'm still kicking it. And I'm going to kick life's ass all the way to the grave. Because when I get back to spirit and I have to look at my life review and that's where your judgment comes in. You yourself looking at your own life. I want to be able to watch something that's going to make me laugh and cry and be like, yeah, look at that. Look at all the people that I got to meet, that I said hello to, that I made laugh, that I made cry. Then I can go, yeah, let's go do that shit again. So if that's what the spiritual journey can bring to your life, is that you can finally look in the mirror and say, you know what? We're okay. I like this person. I like the person in the reflection. We've gone through all these things and I can still laugh and love today and I'm a good person. Events do not define me. They are a part of my life history that I bring into the table and everybody in spirit is going to learn from this. That's something that we don't realize in our human selves. 
it's not just about the human experience and what we're leaving here as our mark, right? Everybody's like, I want to leave a mark on humanity. I'm going to leave my stamp on the earth. <laughs> you can't bring the big house. You can't, you know, your statue and all this stuff stays down here, baby. It has no value. What me leaves the mark of who you are is everybody that you intersected and touched. And when we can realize that and that who you are is the true value of, of your being while you're present, everybody in the universe is going to also learn from who you are and who you marked and who you touched and who you intersected with. And that becomes a really like mind-bending moment when you think about it, that that's my imprint on the earth. Well, then maybe I need to be paying better attention about how I intersect with people, how I interact with not only myself, but everybody else around me. Yes, you've got adversaries. Of course, that's what the Earth School is about. But you have the choice yourself in how you interact with that as well. And that's the imprint you're going to leave here. That's the mark as this personality. And hopefully it's going to ripple out enough that you want to come back and do it again. Because it's not just a mark you're leaving here on the earth. It's also the mark that you are leaving on the entire universal consciousness. This personality, this is who they were. This is how they touched in that life. This is their memories. So everyone in the universe is learning through you. I think that that's a very powerful thing to recognize and to even contemplate. Due to the length of the conversation, this episode has been divided into two parts for your convenience. Please go on to part two to continue listening to the rest of the episode.